they're actually committed to you. They've been given to you. You take a hold of them. You bind them up. You breathe life, breathe life, breathe life, breathe life. Never doubt for a moment that they will be restored to life. Never doubt for a moment that those that seem dead are going to live again. They'll live, they'll live, they'll live, they'll live. They'll live, they'll live, they'll live. Life will be restored in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise him here tonight. Oh, he's a mighty God. He's our mighty God. And he's our partner for this life. Amen. Amen. God bless you, girls. Why don't you take a seat tonight? I know there's been a lot of good talking. I'm not going to talk so much as lead you to a place right now. It's not going to take very long. I'm going to get you to stay gorgeous. Thanks, Jack. But I'm going to lead you to a place tonight. You might ask yourself, where does she get that audacity? I'd like a little bit of her audacity. Where does that come from? It comes from a life that is no longer interested in living for itself. A life that is surrendered and yielded. And when you do that, the very power of heaven is available for each and every one of us. We're not meant to live an ordinary life. Not one of you in this room is, is, is assigned to an ordinary life. God doesn't do ordinary. He does magnificent. And when he saw you, he didn't do ordinary. He did magnificent. You, my friend, are magnificent. Remember who you are. Remember who made you. You don't, you're not ordinary. He doesn't do ordinary. He does magnificent. Each and every one of you, I want to remind you here tonight. And if we could just flip the culture of the world on its head and rather celebrate heaven culture tonight, which is why I've gone with this screen art. It's like the mountains are in the heavens and the heavens are on the earth. This message is counterculture tonight. You won't hear it on the TV screens. You won't necessarily hear it in the schoolyards. Now, this is breathed out of the very Word of God. This is breathed out of heaven to earth. He's counterculture. Do you find he's always doing things a little bit different? He doesn't stick to the rules. He, he walks to his own beat. He's different and he's a friend. He's not a far off legalistic God. No, he is right alongside us. This is the kind of person that he is, one that walks with us, that sees us, that hears us. He's not far removed. Sometimes we're sitting consumed with that little screen and he's right there. He's right there. He's ever present, this God. And it, we, we get consumed with all these superficial things around us. And meanwhile, heaven watches us heaven waits for us heaven hungers to be in relationship with us it's the very nature of god he loves each and every one he wants to be in relationship in connection with each and every one where does she get that audacity it's because she doesn't care about pleasing man she cares profoundly about pleasing him profoundly broken broken to her own will and rather yielded to what her heavenly father would have her do. Give her energy, give her passion sacrificially to his cause on the earth. It's the only one that really has eternal purpose. And I'm calling us as a body of women tonight to set ourselves to that course, to align to a heavenly cause, to not be distracted or deceived or dismayed by the things of this world, but rather ask, what would heaven say to me today? What would my heavenly Father have me do? And find ourselves consumed with His cause. Amen. 
Luke 7, 6 to 9, we see the story of the centurion. And I really love this story. I love the character of the centurion. Let me read it to you here tonight. And Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent some friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I'm not sufficiently worthy to have you come under my roof. Neither did I consider myself worthy to come to you, but just speak a word and my servant boy will be healed. For I also am a man daily subject to authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to my bond servant, do this, and he doesn't. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled at him. And he turned and said to the crowd that followed him, I tell you, not even in all Israel have I found such great faith as this. If the Christ, the anointed one, the saviour of all of mankind can marvel at the centurion, a mere man and his faith, I too am a little jealous for that kind of attention. I would quite like that heaven would look at me this 2016 and marvel at my faith. If the centurion, if the centurion could get heaven's attention, get Jesus Christ's attention like that and cause him to marvel, to marvel, to be in wonder, to be in awe, if he could do that, why can't we? Who's to say that we can't? Who's to say that we can't have that robust, audacious faith that gains heaven's attention? Why would I spend my life being so consumed with social media and others, man's affirmation and these distractions? Where rather, I could actually counterculture, flip the whole thing on his head and decide, I'm actually going to decide that I want heaven's attention. I want his attention. I want to give my life to that cause. Who's with me, right? Come on. So it's one of my 2016 goals that he would marvel at me this 2016. I'd really like to be able to do that, to turn his head, to marvel, one that evokes surprise, admiration and wonder. Is that so audacious of me to ask that? I don't think so. Why not? Why not? Wouldn't it be awesome to surprise and to cause wonder and awe from the one who saved us and the one who made us and the one who wants us to win. He wants us to win. I refuse to have miserly faith in 2016. I refuse to sleep and to slumber when I can be wide awake and impact and love and bring light and truth to the world around me. Who's with me? Who's with me? Amen. Rather than having man marvel and man affirmation in social media, let's rather be motivated that heaven would marvel this year. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this age, this world fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Isn't that social media right there? The Bible actually basically said social media. But be transformed, changed by the renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. He's looking at me. I'm in His sight. I'm in His sight. He sees you. He's got His eye on you, this great and mighty God. We're His beloved. You know, the centurion didn't need a house visit. 
he actually blocked a house visit from the Son of God. Did you notice that? He actually said, don't come to my place. I'm not worthy to have you. And actually, I don't need a house visit. Rather, I'm going to release the very Spirit of God into my house. You know, Jesus would have gone. He was on his way. Our connect leader will go. They're on their way. They'll come if we need them to come. But rather, the centurion blocked Jesus and said, no, I understand the power of command and release. I actually understand that right now I can release, the power of God can be released into my house. I don't need a house visit. I don't need man uh, moving around and making, no, I'm just going to direct access the power of God right now. That's actually why Jesus marveled because he recognized a like faith on the inside of the centurion, which he knew himself because he went and was with the Father. Whenever Jesus went and was with the Father, that faith was compounded and made strong. He retreated and he was with the Father. He'd move away from social media. He'd move away from man's affirmations. He retreated from the crowds and he rather found himself in the presence of God and his faith was made strong. And he marveled at the centurion because he recognized that same faith on the inside of him, one that knew he could release the power of God into a situation. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we could have empowered Christianity. We could have that. But it's like we piggyback off other people's faith. We want the connect leader to come because they're going to bring the faith to the situation. They're going to release the Spirit of God. But the centurion didn't need a house visit. He knew that it would be released at the word of the master. The power of God would be invited into his house and released at the word of the master. I just pray that we can come up a level in our faith this 2016, that we wouldn't need the house visit, that we'd understand that it's completely accessible to each and every one of us in this room. He's not exclusive with his power. He's not exclusive with his provision. The centurion said, just speak a word and my servant boy will be healed. Just speak a word and my servant boy will be healed. I pray that rather we would exercise the word of God in our houses this year. Just like he got the, the word of God went from the centurion, he said, just say the word, that we would take a hold of the word of God and we would release it over our households this year, that we wouldn't need the house visit, that we'd get the word from God ourselves, that we'd go to the place where the word of God comes and we'd speak the word of God and watch the circumstance change this year in Jesus' mighty name. We too have the authority to command and release. We too have the authority to command and release and see things change just as the centurion did, right? It's all there for us in a neat little package. The centurion didn't respond out of the common culture of the world. He was in Christ. He already understood the principle to be in Christ. We too are a company of women that are in Christ. We're in Him. We have peace. We have strength. We have provision available for our unique circumstances from heaven to earth for each and every one of us. My goal is that he would marvel at me this year. Well, how do you measure a goal like that? How do you know if heaven's looking and winking and smiling and agreeing with you? Well, to marvel is an expression and it's seen on the faces of the people that we serve. It's seen on the faces of our leaders. It's seen on the faces of our children and our families and our partners. It's seen on the faces of the ones that we serve and that we refresh. To marvel is an expression. Like when I stop racing and just take a moment with my nine-year-old daughter who just wants me to lie down with her at the end of the day and have heart-to-heart conversations. And when I make myself available and put my own tiredness aside 
she marvels at me, that I'm available for her. And she's refreshed by that. Like with the people that we're leading in our connect groups that we're ministering to, when we just drop the pretense and we're really authentic and let them see our flaws in order to strengthen and to encourage them, they marvel at us. They marvel. Like when I had a conversation with Pastor Chris recently and said in the four and a half years that we've been leading Silverwater, we've gone from three regular services to 12 regular services and she marveled at me. She marveled. But the greatest thing would not be in our human efforts, not looking for the marvel in our human efforts, but just looking heavenward for his attention, his affirmation that's sort of beyond all those acts of service. It's more about being with him, taking time. I think the greatest compliment we give God is when we just want to be with him. And then the peace comes and the power comes, fills us. And all the answers seem made complete and whole and the brokenness comes together and is made whole in his presence. loves us? Don't we know that we're his beloved? Hasn't he told us? Didn't he call us all out of some dark place into the light because he loves us? We know that heaven loves us. We already have heaven's heart. Imagine this year if we could turn heaven's head, right? Imagine this year if we could turn heaven's head with our faith, our robust faith, that's pursuing him and all that he has and going after him in this life. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's thank God here tonight. Here's the thing. We can marvel. Or there's an alternative. When the disciples were in the boat in the storm with Jesus in Luke 8.25, and he said to them, why are you so fearful? What is your faith, your trust, your confidence in me and my veracity and my integrity? And they were seized with alarm and profound and reverent dread, and they marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that commands even wind and sea, and they obey him? In another life-threatening scenario, Jesus rebukes the disciples for their lack of faith. They marveled at his ability to command. The centurion acknowledged his ability to command and Jesus marveled at him. Which one do we want to be this year? Which boat do we want to find ourselves in? Will we have heaven marvel that we would be upright and leaning into him and walking on the water or what come what may? Or will we be those, the onlooker, the onlooker that marvels rather at someone else's faith? We have an opportunity to arise as women that are not deceived or distracted or preoccupied. We don't have to default all the time. We can rise and be called from strength to strength, empowered by the very Spirit of God. Which position would we prefer this 2016? I know where I want to be. I, you know, when anyone steps out in profound faith, we marvel at them, right? We marvel at them. When anyone follows the Word of the Lord, we marvel at them. We watch 
We watch that audacity. We watch that obedience and we sit and we marvel at them. I want to live and walk with that same sharp edge this 2016. I refuse to be found sleeping this year, this 2016. And I love that word in the scripture, veracity. It means truthfulness and accuracy. Jesus is in the business of divine accuracy in your story. He just wouldn't have you pursue Him and lay it all down and give it without caring about the divine accuracy of your story, your family, your burden, your care. He sees it all. It's His very nature. Divine accuracy is what He does in and through our lives. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Let's look heavenward in 2016 to a faithful and everlasting God. Let's let's amplify and, and magnify the everlasting, the unseen, the things yet, what are yet, yet which to come and not be preoccupied with the temporal and the lame and the distracting which comes so easily to steal our attention and our energy. Amen. Who's with me to marvel this 2016? to have the eye of heaven on us this 2016. Why don't you just close your eyes right across this room? Lord, I thank you that you see us, that you love us, each and every one of us. I thank you that you're, we've got your attention. Believe it or not, you actually are, are watching us and admiring us given your attention to us and it doesn't stray you don't shift your attention you're not moving like that you're just with us come what may you're with us you know what I want to ask right now as I just look across this room is I'm telling you you've got heaven's attention but I want to ask you are you giving your attention to him maybe you're sitting in this room tonight you couldn't say that you're connected in relationship with Jesus Christ. The very beginning of a life that's given to His cause on the earth, to capturing heaven's attention with upright faith, is being in relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to ask as you sit in your seat right now, do you know Him? When you know Him, you know His voice, you know His presence, you know His peace. It's a relationship. He's not a far-off God. He's ever-present. I want to ask, do you know Him? Or have you drifted from Him? Have you found that you've got preoccupied and, and there's a separation and there's a distance between you and Him? Maybe you once knew Him, but right now you couldn't say that you're in relationship with Him. Well, tonight I want to call you back. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to be secure in that relationship, that you would be confident and I want to ask you, are you confident about your relationship with Him here tonight? Because in a moment, in a heartbeat, in a prayer, a simple heartfelt prayer, you can, re- you can recover that relationship. You can find yourself reconnected to Him again. And it doesn't matter how many times you go, as long as you return, He will always receive you back. So if you've drifted tonight, that's okay. You can be received back into relationship or maybe you've never prayed a prayer like this you don't know what it's like to know Jesus 
as your Lord and as your Saviour. Well, tonight I want to pray with you that you would know. And I want to ask you to consider in your heart, do you know Jesus? I want to pray with you tonight that you'd be certain. Maybe you're not sure. I want you to be certain. receive Jesus for the first time, for the seventh time, for the hundredth time, whatever it may be. Just lift your hand up right where you are. And I'm going to see your hand and pray with you tonight to receive him back. I see you up. I see your hand. Who else is there here tonight? You want to receive Jesus. I see your hand. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. I see you. I see you. Who else is there here tonight? I see you. Who else is there? Who else is there? Just lift your hand up nice and high. I'm going to pray with you that you would know Him, that you'd enter a relationship with Him, the beginning of something new. Maybe you need something new. You need a game changer. Life has been on autopilot. Let me tell you, when you receive Jesus, it's a game changer. The old is gone and the new comes. Peace comes like the world can't produce. If you need that peace and you need that Jesus, just lift your hand up really high. I'm going to see you here tonight. There are others in this place. You're wrestling in your heart. I see your hand. You're wrestling in your heart. You're contemplating in your mind. Just lift your hand and the change will begin as you lift your hand. And I pray with you tonight. It begins the movement of change in your life. Some things you feel like you can't change in your own strength. You need an intervention. Let me tell you, there's somebody out there tonight and you need an intervention. You can't change the circumstances in your own power. You need God to intervene. Lift your hand up really high. Who is that? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I'm going to pray with you tonight. I see your hand. I see your hand. Receiving Jesus, the great intervention, the divine intervention. In Jesus' mighty name. Beautiful. Hey, ladies, why don't you stand in your seats here tonight? what I'd love to do, I saw many hands, probably 10 or 12 hands coming up across the room. What I want to do is pray with you tonight to receive Jesus into your heart. I wonder if you would be so brave as to step out of your seat and come and meet me here. It really matters. I really want to pray with you tonight. So why don't we welcome these women as they come. Those that lifted your hand, just come and stand with me here. Or if you still want to come, just come right now. Just come right now. And I'm going to pray with you right now that Jesus will come into your heart and life. That's beautiful. I'm so proud of you girls. Come on, let's keep acknowledging these women. There are others still coming. They're still coming. I want you to move out of your seats right now. Just be bold. Be bold, my friend. If you still want to come, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Invite Jesus afresh. Be confident for your future here tonight. I'm so proud of you. It's wonderful. It's awesome. We're going to pray a prayer together. The divine intervention, Jesus, Lord and Savior. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Wash me clean. Set me free to know you, to walk in relationship with you. 
to be anchored in Christ and in his house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm just going to pray for you, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Peace of God fills this woman right now. Thank you, Lord. New freedom, new measures of freedom in her heart and her mind. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. You intervene today. You take a hold of this life. She will not be bound, completely set free in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. The peace of God rests on this woman. Thank you, Lord. You receive her. You love her. You know her, Lord. You have a path mapped out before her. She's not straying to the left or the right. She's on course in Jesus' mighty name, walking to the house of God, upright and strong in Jesus' mighty name. Peace of God on beautiful Una. You receive her, Lord. You take her from strength to strength. Fill her, Holy Spirit. Fill her, Holy Spirit. Beautiful Dale head and shoulders above the crowd, set apart from the crowd, mighty woman of God, upright, influencer, leader amongst her peers. Thank you, Lord, you set her aside for your works. Thank you, today is a day you call her by name. You take a hold of her, Lord. You take a hold of her, Lord. She is yielded to you, to the house of God. She'll be found in the house of God, building the house of God, called to the house of God, leading in the house of God. In Jesus' mighty name, strengthen her, Lord, and fill her with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. Today marks a new beginning for Rita. Thank you, Lord. New freedom, new laughter, new joy in Jesus' mighty name. She will not be bound. She's completely set free by your Holy Spirit. New measures of freedom by your Holy Spirit. You unwind, you unwind, you unwind her, Lord. You're unwinding all her complexities, Lord. You're setting her free, Jesus. You're setting her free right now, right now. Thank you, Lord. Read about us. Thank you, Lord, you're just lifting off the weights of the past. You're lifting off cultural restrictions right now, Lord. You set her free, Jesus. You set her free right down to her very core. You call her by a new name. You call her by freedom. You call her by joy. You call her by heaven's perspective. She will not be bound. She will not be bound in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord. Release her. Release her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Your anointings on this young woman. Thank you, God. She has the gift of helps and hospitality. Thank you, Lord. She's a gatherer of women. She's going to gather many women and, and young people into the house of God. Thank you. You call her her pastor. You call her pastor. You call her to gather and to make well and to make whole. I thank you, Lord. You're gathering young ones around her. You call her pastor. She might be young, but she's gifted to pastor, to, to gather in under her wing and to make whole in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, the power of God on death. A new day, a new day in Jesus' name. The old book is closed. It's final. It's done today. Rivers of life flowing in barren places. Rivers of life flowing through death in Jesus' mighty name. Streams of life, they flow, they flow, they overflow in Jesus' name. They're going to be picked up. You and Rod are going to be picked up by that river. You're going to be moved from the left to the right. You're going to, you're going to let go. You're going to yield control. You're going to find God moving you and applying you and using you in new places and new realms. And you're going to say yes. When they come to you, you say yes. 
the release comes as you say yes. You walk blind if you have to, but you say yes. Be bold, my friend. It's a new day. Thank you, Lord, for these sweet girls. Thank you, Jesus. They're in the palm of your hand. Thank you. You safeguard them, Lord. You anoint these young women, these beautiful young women. Thank you, Lord. Your hand is upon them. Speak to them, Lord. Let them know the oracles of God from a young age. Let them know the still, small voice and the power of that voice from a young age that they would see you and hear you and know you for themselves. Thank you, Jesus, for this young woman, sweet, upright, discerning, capable woman. Thank you, Lord. You take her from strength to strength. You're not to waste your time. You're not to get distracted not to get preoccupied. There's an assignment on your life. Your days are measured and counted and they need to be applied to heaven's cause. Do not be distracted. Do not be preoccupied with usual teen, this and that. Apply yourself. Get in the zone. Give yourself to him. Let him speak to you, mighty woman of God. Meditate on the word and watch the doors that will open. They'll open by the spirit of God. You won't have to force your way. There's a favor on your life. They're going to be open one after the other, after the other, after the other. Give yourself to heaven's cause. Do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. Know who you are. Know who you are. You mighty woman of God. You mighty woman of God. No more sleeping. No more sleeping. Enough is enough. It's enough. It's enough. Give yourself to the harvest. The harvest is now. It's now. It's now and it's urgent. So stop mucking around. It's urgent, girl. It's urgent. They need you. They need you. They're calling out for a savior, for an intervention, for a life. They need you. They need you. They need you. So stop being distracted. Be specific with the Lord. Argue with the Lord. Call out to the Lord. Call out for the generation. There is a generation on your life, a broader reaching generation on your life. You are the doorway for salvation. So don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Give yourself to it in Jesus' mighty name. Ladies, there's someone standing behind you. They're going to give you a Bible. They want to pray with you before the night is out and take your details. So I'm going to invite them to come and to to connect with you and to chat with you even as we move into the after party. But right now, why don't you lift your hands in the presence of God. I'm going to open this altar right now. The main reason we're here tonight is actually for this altar moment right now. That as you say yes, as you say yes, I want to put myself on the altar. I want to put myself on the altar. I want to say in heaven, I want to say, Lord, this life is for your purpose and for your cause. I will not be distracted. I will not be preoccupied. As you say yes right now, I just want you to come and stand on this altar. I'm believing the power of God and move of God is going to sweep through this place. As women decide in their heart, yes, I will be counted. Yes, I am amongst the ones that will give myself to heaven's cause. I am amongst the ones that hungers after the things of the house of God and of our heavenly Father. So right now, I want to invite you to come out of your seat. Come and stand on the altar. Lift your hands. Offer your life afresh. And watch as the power of God moves 
Just to be.